Welcome to Not the Only One, a St. Matthew podcast for teens on an open, vulnerable, and Catholic journey. Each week, we'll tackle a new topic and do our best to answer those questions you thought you were the only one that wondered about. While we walk together, let us keep our hearts focused on the one, Jesus Christ, who is with us always. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Not the Only One. I hope you are having a beautiful week. This week on the podcast, I have Olivia Burke joining me from our Life Team Core team. Olivia is seriously one of the coolest people you'll meet and just has such a deep love for the Lord and particularly getting to know him better through scripture. Olivia and I were really on fire about this week's topic, so surprise, there's two parts. In this first part, you'll get to hear more of Olivia's personal faith testimony and our first leading lady, St. Mary Magdalene. This is not a girls-only episode. Okay, let me be clear. It's an episode for both our guys and gals just looking for some role models as we journey on this road of discipleship. So if you're able to, grab your Bible or phone and open up to John chapter 20, verse 11. If you're listening to this episode, my favorite way, aka on a walk, in the car, or finally cleaning, just tune in and we're happy you're here. All right, let's get started. Welcome back, you guys, to another week of Not the Only One. I am excited and blessed to have Olivia Burke joining us this week. Olivia, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm so excited. I'm good. It's just such a beautiful day. I know. And I've never gotten to record on a Sunday, so thank you for, yeah, for picking today. It's so nice just to be able to sip on some coffee yes. and talk about Jesus. And on the Lord's Day of all Lord's days. Day, right? Yes. It's a good timing, Olivia. Yes. <laughs> um, for those of you that have not met Olivia yet, she is truly a gem. Um, she's been with us on the Life Team core team for, I think it's close to three years now, right? Yeah, I think so. Which is wild. Um, and then you and I have been leading a women's group on the side, our little Thursday group yes. that finally turned into the Gal Pals after like a year of wanting a name for that group. Um, it's so simple, Gal Pals. We could have come up with that like, you know, the first month. You would think so, yeah. right? Took us a long time. But, but anyway, it's an awesome group and um, it's just a joy to be able to work with you mm-hmm. and to get to just spread Christ's light to others. I think you truly are an example of every day trying to do that to others. And you're just like one of the coolest people I know. Oh my gosh. So I'm really excited to have you today. Thank you. (laughs) So before we get into our topic today, which today we're going to be chatting about, um, diving into what we really got to go through with these girls in the small group, especially during quarantine. Um, And we spent a lot of time in scripture we did, we kind of stumbled upon a whole series of women in the Bible, which I think for the girls and you and me wound up being one of the most powerful series that we did. Um, so that's what we would love to share more with you guys today and just how how good it is to build a habit of reading your Bible and some tips for how to do that, because I know it can be super intimidating to try to open up your Bible and try to understand what the heck is going on. For sure. So before we get into all that goodness, what has your God moment been this week? You know, um, I haven't had a specific God moment this week. I think it's just I've been blessed all week. Um, I started my new promotion, which is really cool. Um, So just training in that. And also, I guess this is one of my God moments. Um, I was trying to pick um, the two women that we would study 
obviously I picked Mary Magdalene for my first one, and um, I was between Ruth and Esther for my second, um, and because I wanted to do something from the Old Testament. Um, and then I was pondering and procrastinating on Instagram, <laughs> and up pops a quote from Esther. And I was like, okay, God, like, done deal. It's <laughs> perfect. Awesome. Thanks for deciding that for me. Um, so it truly is by means of divine intercession that we are studying Mary Magdalene and Esther today. So that was my God moment. That's awesome. Well, congrats on the promotion. Thank you first so of much. All. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, it's always good to be just like so aware and open of the Holy Spirit working in very little ways every yes. day, which we yes. kind of what we talked about a few weeks ago. So that's awesome. All right. So before we dive into, we like to, to call them every week, our leading ladies. So before we dive into our two leading ladies and just uh, talk more about the word of God, Olivia, can you share with us a little bit just about you and what your faith journey has been like? Yes, I would love to. Um, so I am 20 years old, a junior at UNC Charlotte, um, studying English with a minor in communications. I'm a huge nerd for books and for words. Um, I've known God my whole life. I was blessed to have um, to have been brought up in the church, and I think that's one of the best things that my parents could have gave us. Um, but because, just because I knew God my whole life and was super um, involved in the church doesn't mean that I, um, you know, didn't go through struggles and um, experience, you know, all of those things that teenagers experience. Um, I experienced mental illness. I wasn't treating myself very well. I was really mean to myself. Um, and, but every Sunday when I would go to church with my family, I realized that every Sunday was the same thing. And every Sunday, it w I was walking into some, I just knew what to expect. Um, and so though my life was changing constantly and my mindset was shifting and I was super confused, um, I realized that God was the only thing that wasn't changing. Um, no matter how many times I turned away, he still smiled at me, um, just as he did when he sent me forth. So, um, yeah, I haven't always felt God. I, I mean, there have been like weeks and months even that I don't feel God's presence and that's okay because, you know, we're human and God knows that. We're human and God is so much more than that. And he loves in a way that we could never even fathom. Um, and he knows that we're limited as humans and so that is totally normal to not feel God. Um, but in the, in the times that I did, um, those were what really got me through for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so blessed to have been brought up in the church. Can you tell me a little bit more? You said that the times where you have felt God, like that's what's gotten you through. What did that look like for you? Yeah. Um, I, I think that people expect some sort of, some sort of like metamorphosis when we experience God, like some sort of, um, movement within our hearts or like a physical, um, sign, but it's, and sometimes it is, it, it, it does go down like that, and that's beautiful, and that's amazing. For me, it's never really been that way. Um, but the times when I did feel God genuinely were the times when I was in um, adoration, when I was surrounded by um, other Catholics at Mass. Um, 
and it was also it was also um, within the scripture. I always I think I've the first book of the Bible that I fell in love with were the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was where can I go from your spirit from your presence? Where can I flee if I fall in if I fall into the depths? You're there. If I fly into the heavens, you're there. That was the one. That was the one verse that really resonated with me. I was like, whoa. Um, and I remember I was actually in a small group. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I I was in Life Teen for a while. It it wasn't it wasn't for me as a teen. Um, but I I even then I I knew I wanted to come back and volunteer. Um, I just I I've, I found a lot of comfort in mentoring and in teaching, and I feel like teaching has taught me a lot too. Um, I was um, a, f- a faith formation catechist for a few years. I taught first graders, sixth graders, eighth graders, and ninth graders. So all over the board. Um, and I, I loved it. I, I just, I love talking about Jesus. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't always the one to like playing all the reindeer games. I kind of wanted to help <laughs> facilitate the reindeer games. <laughs> um, yeah, so so those were the, the times when I really felt God's presence um, was talking about him and just sharing him with others, um, especially those who, who like, don't believe. Like, I, I liked having those conversations with um, with people who, who aren't Christian, um, having those difficult conversations. Like, I don't mind that. I, I like to awesome. hear other people's opinions. Um, and also, I mean, you're, you're evangelizing just by having those, conver- those difficult conversations. Absolutely. So. Yeah, thank you for that. That's a great example. That's a gift. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. All right, are you ready to get into our leading ladies? I sure am. So, like I said, we kind of stumbled into this series. So, um, we had been meeting with this group for close to a year, mm-hmm. and then the world shut down. So yes. then we moved to Zoom, like everything else did. And at that point, we kind of were like, "Ladies, like, what do you want to talk about?" And they every time requested that we just do something with scripture. Like, I think they're kind of like, "I don't care what we do. I just want the accountability and um, place to, like." kind of almost like have to open up my Bible and learn with other people. So you're not like just out in the abyss. Um, And finally, I think one of the girls brought up women. I don't even know how we got to women of the Bible, but I think it came up because quite honestly, we didn't really know that many women in the Bible. We didn't feel like there were that many examples, that there were that many role models. And so, you know, kind of typical of Olivia and I, we were like, um, I don't have the answer for you right now, but we'll figure it out and we will come up with a game plan. And we did. And so we wound up using Emily Wilson's I Choose the Sky book to guide us, which I will put in our show notes this week. I highly recommend that you check this out. So good. So good. Um, it's a great, a great guide. And it was a humbling experience because I don't think either of us had any clue how many incredible women there are in the Bible. And so I also want to say that this episode is for both our guys and gals. This is not just like a girly, only for our gals episode. But what's incredible about these women is they are are still so relatable today. They were teaching us things about our faith today. They were teaching us things about our faith specific to quarantine um, that's applicable to both our young men and women. So... Without further ado, which leading ladies do we want to talk about the most today? 
Mary Magdalene and Queen Esther. So I do want to start with Mary Magdalene. She's probably one of my favorite biblical women. Um, And she reminds me that no one is perfect, but everyone is forgivable. So she's she's always resonated with me because she is the most misunderstood um, saint, in my opinion. Um, The first encounter that she has with Jesus he casts seven demons from her mind. Symbolically, this means that he casts out her mental illness. She she fell into alcoholism. She fell into depression. Um, she made bad choices and did not treat her body like the tabernacle that it should have been. Um, and Jesus doesn't hesitate to forgive her for that. And after seeing what Jesus can do, after seeing, um, you know, just just how Jesus forgave her and showed her his mercy, she followed him faithfully and was present at a lot of the crucial events in his life, the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection. Yeah, I, when we were prepping for this episode, I remember you saying that she's, she's such a good reminder that we're never too broken. Um, that we're never, you know, like too far off the path. Because uh, you just like, I think it's important to sit in that encounter moment with her. of Because, you know, when we read it, it's like, okay, okay, Jesus cast out seven right. demons in this woman. Like, Jesus is doing what Jesus does right. and kind of like move along and keep reading. But that's, I mean, again, that's why scripture is so rich and so good, because sometimes you just have to sit with that and think about, where this woman was at in her life, she has seven demons in her. This is a woman that is deeply struggling and was consumed by sin and probably didn't have any hope. She didn't think that there probably was much to look forward to or much purpose or um, that she could be worthy. And yet, like like always, you know, Jesus is radical and flips those concepts um, on their heads and, and says that, you are never too far gone. You have not strayed. And so, like, thank the Lord that he is that way, right, that we have this comfort and peace and knowing that we can turn to him. But what's also cool about her is she doesn't just say, like, okay, thanks, and kind of, like, move along with her yes. life, you know? Like, she stole the words out of my mouth, yes. Okay, well, then tell me more. Tell me no, more oh, my thinking. gosh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she doesn't, like, she she sees what Jesus has done for her, and she's not like, oh, that's really cool. Okay, bye. <laughs> she She's like, wow, look at, look at what my Savior can do for me. Like, I will never take this for granted. I will never let go of this. And she follows him faithfully. Um, yeah. And I feel like... She lets him change her life. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just that one moment, when she but it. forever. She continues to keep following him every day. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like that's something I have struggled and I'm sure a lot of other people have too. Like, um, you know, especially when I was a teenager, I would get into like a really dark place, call upon God. And then, you know, he, I, I would, I would feel his presence and I would, and he would kind of pick me back up again. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm good now. So right. I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't need to, <laughs> I don't, I don't like cool things. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he, but why, when you think about it, like, why wouldn't you want to give him your all? He's given everything to you. Why wouldn't you want to give that back to him? 
Um, and that's really hard. That's, I mean, it's really hard to keep up with. Um, your faith is, it ebbs and flows. It, it is ever changing and it's, and it's a really difficult thing sometimes. But when we're picked back up again by God, I think it's really important not to just thank him in the moment, but continue to thank him every day and remember he did that for me. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna get up and go to church. So I'm gonna get up, go to adoration. I'm gonna get up and read scripture. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And then let's talk a little bit before we move on to Esther. Let's talk about um, you. You know, you mentioned that she's at a lot of the critical points, right? So she's there with John and Mary at the crucifixion. She's there at the burial, and then she is the first person that he appears to after the resurrection. So, yeah, this is, like, out of all the ladies that we talked about, this is always going to be the moment that sticks out for me. And we had looked at Mary Magdalene around, it happened to be around Holy Week. It was around, um, it was sometime during Lent, and I think it was close to Holy Week, which which was so beautiful to journey with her during that time. Um, and if it's okay with you, I wanted to, to read that scripture yes, real quick. please. Okay, so if you... Have your Bible near you, great. If you have your phone near you, awesome. If you're taking a walk or driving, then just listen along. Uh, but this is from this is from John chapter 20. And it starts at verse 11. But Mary stayed outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener and said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, I'm probably going to butcher this, you guys, but Rabuni, which means teacher. And I just, I love this so much because there's this moment of, of like panic, really. I mean, she's grieving, she's weeping. And like, again, you guys like sit in that for a second. Think of a time in your life where you have wept. Like there's a difference between shedding a tear or crying and weeping, like weeping your whole body, isn't it? You are you are grieving, you're in intense pain or sorrow. And so this woman is weeping and she's lost somebody that she loved and the body isn't there. She's probably petrified and sees this person who she's so distraught. She doesn't even recognize that it's the person that she's weeping over. And all he has to do is say her name. And that is just like, what to me, what is more beautiful than that. That to me is like how to sum up how beautiful our God is. And we talked about how like when you're a kid, one of the first things that you learn, like as far as like language is how to recognize your name. So like even before kids can start talking, like they will recognize their name. So like there's a reason for that. Like we should be able to in a crowd Mm -hmm. if someone calls our name, our attention should draw to that, which is cool, right? Because you think about like if you're in a crowd and a bunch of people are talking and someone yells Olivia, like that's out of all the words that are being said, that's what's going to get your My attention. Heart jumped when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the Lord knows how to get our attention, 
but he also is so personal. And um, I encourage you to sit and look at that specific piece of scripture again, because the other thing we talked about in our group is like, how do you think he said her name? Because we all might hear that a little bit different. Like, what do you think his tone was? Or like, what do you think her reaction was as soon as she realizes that it's him? Um, and it's, I think it's beautiful for a couple of reasons. One, because like I said, the Lord is personal. The Lord knows how to get our attention. He knows us by name. But on the flip side, you know, Mary rec- Mary does recognize him when she hears her name. And so we are built for this personal relationship with Jesus. We are built to, um, you know, like the sheep and the shepherd, to be able to hear him when he calls our name. And I also love that that's what calms her down. You know, like when she's in this moment of intense panic and grief and anxiety and sorrow that like Jesus is what brings her back. And it's the same for all of us. It's not just this moment with Mary Magdalene. Um, But I also think it's, there's just something so, which like, I'm sure there's more theology about this that we just haven't dived into, but something so incredibly beautiful that he did choose to go back to her and that she had to then go and tell the apostles this great news. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I love that. And that's, Sometimes I pray with this and I, I, I remind myself in those moments in my own life where I'm really anxious. Um, I was going to say, I don't know, worried, but it's usually anxiety. So in those moments for me when I am really anxious and really struggling, like I just sit with the Lord and like I just keep saying Jesus, 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 Jesus over again and usually Prince of Peace. Um, and just like, you know, wait to hear in my own heart the Lord call my name. And even if it's not always like a big booming voice of I hear him say Lauren, yeah. you know, I still have the knowledge that like the Lord is with me in that moment. And even if I can't like hear my name being called, he's calling my name. So Absolutely he is. Yeah. yeah so, so that reminds me just that we don't have to be, it reminds me actually of the song um, Nobody by... <sighs> Casting crown. I don't know. I literally never know. Well, he says artists. Yeah, I mean, I don't pay attention (laughs) to the artists. Well, he says in the song, "I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul," and I think right that stuck with me. Um, And so it just reminds me that we don't have to be famous. We don't have to be like. We don't have to be anything specific. We just have to be us for God to love us. Yeah. And that's incredible. Okay, so that really transitions well to Esther. Yes. Of just being you, yes. right? In the right time and right place, be you. Thanks for joining us for part one of this Women in the Bible series. Part two is available to stream where we'll learn about Queen Esther and some practical tips for how we can all build a habit of reading our Bible. We're made to have a relationship with God. And one of the ways he loves to speak to us is through his written word. So before you rush to the next episode, take a minute to look over the passage we just read. Maybe take a minute just to be quiet and thank God for something today. Or spend some time reading through the book of Esther to get ready. Carve out some time with God, and then whenever you're ready, We'll see you in part two. Bye, you guys.